Hello, welcome. My name is Peter Kennedy, and you're listening to the Sports Blog New York Podcast Network. Today, you'll be listening to the Corner Unplugged Podcast, hosted by Brian Dunchy and Joe Golding. This episode dives deep into the draft combine and what it's all worth. The direction of the Jets with the number six pick and the Giants with the 23rd. Is it crazy for the Giants to seek a quarterback with their first round pick? And so, so much more. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Sports Blog New York podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. There you can leave a rating and review. But for now, stay tuned, listen to the music. Here's Brian Dunchy and Joe Golding with the Corner Unplugged podcast. Welcome to the Corner Unplugged podcast. I'm joined here with Joe Golding, my co-host. We have a very special guest in studio tonight, Joseph Dilly. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. We're going to talk about the draft tonight. Uh, we've got a lot of things to discuss. We just had the NFL Combine, and we're still in the middle of it, but a lot of, uh, a lot of big headlines coming out today. Uh, more, most notably, John Ross uh, breaking the record for a 40-time. Yeah, uh, John Ross, um, just to throw it out there first, it, it's really unfortunate that he didn't wear uh, the Adidas shoes because it wasn't the deal if they broke the record. Would have gotten an island. He would have gotten an island. Uh, but he also well, had to wear the cleats for the entire season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. another hassle. But uh, John Ross, I, I can't actually believe that someone broke Chris Johnson's record for the 40 time. I think Chris I, Johnson, what, what was he, 4-2-4? I didn't think we'd ever see it. Um, and now that it's official, it's still kind of surreal to believe, and we've had an entire day basically to process it. But, I mean, good for him. We knew how like, electric he was and how fast yeah. he was. There was no question about that. Um, it's just going to be how his size translates to the NFL and that kind of thing. I don't think this does a whole lot with his stock. I think it's, you know, it's, no one's going to take him above Mike Williams or Corey Davis. I, I think he's still comfortably at that wide receiver three for this upcoming you draft You can even make the argument for four. I, I, I have I, one or two maybe above him. You can make the argument for Zay Jones. I, I so think I think so Ross. Forth. I think he's a late first rounder, and he he's. De- I think I mean me personally, he's my wide receiver three. Um, also, I mean he ran a four two two, but uh, I noticed on Twitter uh, Matt Miller, uh, who writes for Bleacher Report, he came out and said that some teams actually uh, actually tr- uh, tracked him at a four sixteen forty, which. Is almost uh, I, I unheard can't, of. Yeah, I can't, that's just you can't cover that. You can't even do anything with that. Like a four sixteen forty, you're leaving like fire in your tracks after that one. Uh, it, it's, it's unheard of. It's ridiculous. I saw the it was the four one six and then a four one nine. Yeah, some that's teams what it was. and like that's you know your eyes are popping out of your skull when you see. Four two two, and then you see like that might not actually be official, and it's like okay, then like what fake news? So what actually is real? Um, but I like we said, I still see Michael Williams as a unanimous number one, probably top ten pick. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like Corey Davis right outside the top ten. I think Michael Williams. I don't see him going anywhere. He's I, most places I've seen him. Obviously, there I see him at Tennessee at five. I've seen him a few times with uh, San Diego at seven. Uh, a few times with Arizona at 13, and Philadelphia, since they won the coin flip today, or yesterday, maybe it was, yeah, it was they're, yesterday. At, they're at uh, 14. They're 14. I've seen them go there a few times, and 
I, mean, I don't think he falls. I don't think he falls. I, that I far. don't think so. And There's no way he falls out of top ten. Yeah, I don't You're think crazy. So and the, You're crazy. The other thing is, people 10. think that him not running the forty is going to affect it. I'm like, how can you that affect it? With he he has two years of game film in his uh, in his um. On his, on his resume, yeah. Yeah, like, it, and you're going to say one day just because he didn't run the 40, he's going to drop a little we, bit? We, we, should, we should just get this out in the open. We were talking about this before we started recording. We're not uh, huge on the combine. We think uh, it's actually a little flawed and overrated, if you will. Uh, like you said, there's just so much data and film out there that you could actually watch them playing the game and, you know, performing. And then you take one day, and anybody could have one bad day. And uh, just to, to make your you know, justification for a pick off of one day. And we were talking about Perriman before, um, about how he's yeah. a wide receiver three nowadays in the NFL, a bad one. And he had a really good combine, and that's why his stock rose, and they overdrafted him. And, you know, it, that, that thing happens every year. It's so. a thousand cases. Yeah. Oh, wait, Vernon Goldston. Yeah. And relatively, he was, he was a decent prospect in Ohio State, but had a great combine. The Jets fell in love with him. I think right now he has about as many sacks as I do in the NFL, so <laughs> I good think, looking right there. I think uh, Alshon Jeffrey had a pretty poor combine day himself because I think he had a slow 40-yard f- uh, dash and he fell to the second round, and I'm sure a bunch of teams were, are regretting that right now. I don't, I, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, he's by far the best wide receiver in that draft class. And Absolutely. Just because he had a bad 40... I mean, just because that's showing doesn't mean he should, he should fall that far, you know? So, someone that's been getting talked about a lot the past 24 hours is Christian McCaffrey since the the combine that he had uh, showing his versatility. And people really making the case that he might be a better wide receiver in the NFL than a running back, which is interesting to hear. Um, I mean, we know that he can catch the ball out of the backfield and all that, and we know how athletic he is. Yeah. Do you think this changes where he goes in the draft? Is Does it bring his stock up a little bit? I don't think McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, is a running back. I, I don't think like anything has to do with his position. I everyone saw him play running back for Stanford. He he has everything that you would want in a running back, and you know maybe he's he's not the biggest guy in the world, but that doesn't really matter. But I see him as a three down back. He's explosive. He finds the hole. He does everything that you can ask. Carve himself out like a nice Darren Sproles type of role. Yeah. Get in the right offense. Just come down third down. You got to know he, where he is on the field. He just looks stuff. like someone we've... I mean, everyone says it. Just, he just looks like a Patriot, though. He, yeah. He I, just fits that that uh, mold of just being a Patriot. Uh, and I know that that stings you, uh, Dilly. We, we, said it, yeah. we said it for several Jets months. Yeah. We said it for a few months. They're like, oh, McCaffrey is like a lock to be a Pat. But like, after like... You know, the end of the season, the combine. I'm not. I I'm not so sure that he could fall to 32 for the Pats. It's going to be really interesting to see where he goes. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where all the running backs go. Yeah. Because um, you know we're seeing Fournette being mocked in some cases to the Jets at six, and then we have him in some cases falling out of the top ten. And Dalvin Cook, some people have him uh, above Fournette, which is interesting. I mean, just depending on who you like better. I mean, Dalvin Cook's a three down back. Faster and ran a better forty, but I mean, like a couple percentage points. But Fournette's also a nice thirty-five pounds heavier. Two hundred forty pounds. Yeah, four-five-one. Also in LSU, that's a power power game offense. You don't really see Fournette catching the ball out of the backfield a whole lot, so that raises a lot of questions. Yeah, for Fournette coming out, so you just you don't know. It's a his passing game's a big question mark, and 
Hopefully, uh, he proves some people wrong because I'm a big Fournette guy. I think. Uh, well, there's a lot of scouts. I think he's a. I think he's adjustable top five pick. There's a lot of scouts that have said that he's going to be better than Elliott. He's going to be better than Gurley. Like of the the recent uh, first round picks that have gone on running backs, they said he's going to be the best. Well, Fournette, I see Fournette, and I see he's. He's a bully on a football field. Like, there's so many runs where he has, and he either just bowls someone over, he throws someone off of him. And, you know, he, he's got he's got some nice speed, too. It, uh, I, I don't remember who they were facing. Um, I, I remember one run. He literally, I think he just lowered his shoulder and just ran someone over inside the five-yard line, and he just went in like... It, it was like nothing. It was like watching the defensive player... It was almost as if he was like a middle schooler. If the Jets were, Dilly, this question's uh, for you. If they were to take Fournette at six, would you be happy about it? Because, I mean, obviously, uh, you're not going to fix any part of the, like, the franchise, basically, as a whole with, with the number six overall pick. So you could really go any which way. And I guess you should just go best player available. That's the approach. That's the beauty of being actually a Jets fan. Out of all the downfalls, the one pretty sweet, I would perk of being a Jets fan, I guess you could call it, if that, <laughs> is uh, in the draft, like, you've seen a thousand different people being taken at the six in any mock draft, and each one is a big need for the most part, we- and I could see any of those players for the most part being uh, on the Jets and con- contributing comfortably. I will say this, though, the Jets just hired John Morton, and they're going to go to a West Coast offense. Yeah. Fournette, I wouldn't hate the pick, but I think... You could. I don't think he's a good fit. You got to think of scheme and Fournette to the Jets with the West Coast offense. Uh probably not the best idea. Not the best. I could. You. I'm not gonna cry if the Jets take Fournette. I would. I would secretly love it, but I won't. They. They need help on defense. They. Well, we. They need help lot. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. If, if, yeah. if you're picking it in the top ten, you clearly need. I mean, obviously, there's a few outliers like the Cowboys last year, but if you're drafting to the top ten. You have a lot of needs for that team, and if I think I'm, you know, if the Jets took Fournette, I think that'd be a fantastic fit. A lot of people have Fournette on their big board as either one or two, mm-hmm. but most likely two. I think Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is a unanimous one. number one. It's just people don't like taking a running back that early, but it's just, there's always there. the exceptions. Yeah, with, you know, past few years. Um, so then, if the Jets were take to take a quarterback. At number six, uh, I That's can't. Different. I can't imagine that uh, that, Trubi- that Mitch Trubisky is going to be there. I still think he's going to go to the Niners or the Bears. Um, Mitch, I think. I think that's pretty much it. He'll, he'll be the he'll first, the first one quarterback off the, board. off the board. The thing with me is, it, there is such a gap, in my opinion, um, between Trubisky and then the rest of the quarterbacks. Because I think, uh, based off the tape, Mitch is hands down the best quarterback in this draft, and then the rest of them are just a bunch of question marks in my mind. So it's it's a lot of like. You know, um, like high high risk, high reward. I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of risk with this quarterback class. Like, there's really not like uh, we're Dilly and I were talking about this before. Like with next year's draft class, like uh, with like Darnold, it's the Lamar year to Jackson, get a quarterback. Yes. I would just wait. Josh Rosen, like any of those guys, they would be clearly the uh, QB one for this. Especially, season. especially when you hear you know, the reports on Mahomes and like Watson, it's like, oh yeah, well this guy's going to need like two or three years to really come into his own and study the system. So it's like, why don't you just wait another year and then get a, someone that's going to most likely be better and a much better quarterback draft class. Because this draft is so deep, but for quarterbacks, it's just so many question marks. Yeah, if, I, if I'm a, 
if I'm at the draft and my team clearly needs a quarterback, it, it depends, like, if I have a quarterback, like, uh, with the Saints or, like, the Giants. Like, those are two teams right there. Where, or the Cardinals, too. They have they're, they have an aging quarterback. You can see that they're uh, slightly on the decline. And you can get a few more years, uh, a few more productive years with their current quarterback. If they do draft the Cardinals? a quarterback... Yeah, Cardinals. I, I think Car- I think Palmer. I think, I think it's a it. one and done. This is I think it. this is it for him. Yeah, but you could still get this year. You could probably like suck something out of him for this year. Yeah, but if you're one of those teams, you can definitely draft a quarterback. Just so like, okay, you have a year of on the sideline. Watch how it's done. And I mean, yeah, there's a lot of hoping. Like maybe you're ready for next year, and that's not the best mindset to go. But I mean, it. it I, I really can't speak on like where anyone's going to go just because, like, I don't know what every team's big board's looking like. Maybe some teams have, like, you know, they have, like, a a Trubisky or a Watson as, like, a top five pick for them, and if they fall, like, you know, they're not going to think twice about it, but... I just don't see any quarterbacks really in this Yeah, that's the thing. I I mean, I like Trubisky a lot. I think he's a good quarterback. I, I I like his arm strength. I like the he's only fast reason I don't too. like him. He's got he's, he's got really nice athletic. Williams just beat him out the past couple years. He I mean, was the uh, okay. He was the team captain for I the team. They that, were not going to bench him. And he was a junior and senior. Uh, Marquise Williams was when Trubisky uh, rode the bench. And it's just like one of those guys where like they're great college players and they, they would get crucified if they ever benched him. So once he graduated, Trubisky came in, and he started just for a year. And a lot of people say, like, oh, he started for a year, and that's going to knock my stock down of him. But so what? Yeah. What's the I big mean, deal? He, I mean, like, watching him escape the pocket and, like, you know, he's throwing his feet. And it, he's better than Watson, in my opinion, on the ground. And, like, I think that's, like, so, that says a lot about him. And his arm is unbelievable. He's got an absolute cannon. Um I think the most intriguing quarterback is Pat Mahomes, um, just because oh, yeah. of just because oh. of his ceiling. Yeah. Well, I, I remember I told you guys uh, a few uh, a while back. I was reading some um, someone was saying somewhere that when they watch Mahomes, that his ceiling is like in like the Aaron Rodgers like in that tier, but his floor is maybe like. Maybe like a CFL quarterback, so you're, that's like the definition of a, a swing and a miss. Yeah. Like you could either get someone like really like you get a transcendent quarterback. You could hit a home run or go down looking. Yeah, and uh, I mean we've seen it so many times with quarterbacks where you just that's like the most uh, that's the position where like all the spotlight is on the quarterback, mm-hmm. and they always get overdrafted. So it's they gonna happen. It's gonna happen in this draft. It happens. So it's inevitable. How many go in the first round? Three? Uh, I would s- four. Three, four. You uh, think four going the first I round? I would say four. I see Trubitsky, uh, Watson, Watson Kaiser, Deshaun Kaiser, and, and probably Mahomes going in the first round. I think I think three quarterbacks go in the first round. You think Mahomes falls? I think Mahomes goes into the second round. and I he, think He could be an early second. I, I actually really I would like the value the round, of yeah. Mahomes in the second round. You don't want to... Take the risk of wasting a first round. A lot pick of on NFL him. teams overvalue quarterbacks. Of course, well, that's, I mean, yeah, that's it's a quarterback. That's what they did. Yeah, it's so, just it's the way she goes. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see where Tim Williams goes because we talked about him for a while because he was getting mocked to the Jets, and that was almost like a perfect pick for them because they needed a, an edge rusher. 
Um, so he's going to fall now. So maybe they can get him in a later round. Get him like it, second. Him second. Um, well, I, there's a lot of mocks I've been seeing that has him dropping into like the 60s range. So that would probably be uh, the Jets have the in the third round they have what like the sixth 60... pick. It's like 66 or so, 66, 67 maybe. 68. 68 it is. Okay. Um, if you get Tim Williams at 68, that's incredible. Call, that's, you yeah, can yeah, call like, that a draft right there. Talent wise, he's unbelievable. A month it's ago, just, I was happy they got him at six. Absolutely, it's just the off the field stuff, and we see it every year. What, well, he even said today they he failed the drug test. They, he, I mean, God, God bless him. He I'm actually admitted. It, yeah, he said like, yeah, I, I failed a few drug tests, and I'm not out here condoning, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, doing whatever you do off the field. Wink. Yeah, exactly. But. I mean, at least he's being honest about it. He knows what he did was wrong, and he's admitting to that to most of the executives. But if you like him, and you had a first-round grade on him, and you think he could fall after the first round... You hop on that, and oh, you don't even man, look back. that's like... Back to John Ross real fast. I just got a notification saying that uh, he said he didn't wear the Adidas uh, cleats today and win the island because I, uh, he said, and I quote, well, I can't swim that well, so... Oh, my God. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> they actually, uh, I, I saw on Twitter today, uh, do you remember that one game, I think it was against Colorado. Oh, the one-handed catch? When Browning, like, he uh, he was about to get sacked, and he was almost on the ground. He, like, heaved it up to uh, John Ross on the sideline. He just went up one-on-one, threw his hand out, one-handed grab, and then just ran in for an easy touchdown. He made, he It was effortless. Yeah. And not many guys can really do that, to be honest with you. Like, how many people could you say, like, oh, he would do that? I know it's college competition, but still impressive nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, real quick, let's go over to the Giants at pick 23. Um, I mean, the mocks have a lot of different things. I think it's, you know, or, or actually a lot of the same. It's O.J. Howard. It's David Njoku uh, from Miami, two tight ends. Um, actually, real quick, let's go to O.J. Howard and his combine. Oh, the 4-5 four, four, five, five, one that one. he ran. Uh, breaking the records uh, for tight ends. That's, that's insane. He is an absolute freak. We've been saying it since last year. I mean, he was a standout last year in the championship game. and so five a, catches, 182. He's a standout this year, yeah. too. And, I mean, unanimous number one uh, tight end in this draft. And he's probably going to immediately come into the uh, the NFL and have immediate impact. Do you, we really, like, do we think he's going to be there at 23? Because I anticipate him going I, a lot I higher. don't, I don't Absolutely see a way O.J. Howard's there at 23. I didn't even see a way. Yeah, I, Joku I, might I don't be even there think Njoku's going to be there at 23. I think O.J. Howard's top 12, and Njoku's probably going to fall to, like, 18, something like that. I can see him going to, like, the Bucks or something like that. I think the Bucks have, I mean, uh, like, James 19 be, or something awesome. like that. Oh, man. Keep him to Florida. And the thing is, like, um, O.J. Howard, obviously the four five one forty. That's that's like the same forty time that I think uh, it was Fournette or Cook. One of those guys. Fournette had, Fournette had a four five one, and yeah. then I think Cook had a four five. Yeah. So if you have a tight end who I think O.J. Howard's like he's what like six four and like two thirty five or something like that. Six six two fifty one. Six six two fifty one. He's that's a big boy. boy. That's a big, big boy. boy. And uh, I mean his vertical wasn't great. The yeah, Joku's was, 32, was 37, and the Joku was 37 and a half. No, O.J. Howard was 30. Yeah, Njoku but the Joku was, was yeah, 37, 37 and a half. half. Um, and this is the stat I read off to you guys earlier today. There's been three tight ends uh, so far in this combine that have ju- have jumped at least 11 feet. And from the past 10 years, there have not been a tight end that has done that. Um, so, I mean, we've 
we know how deep this draft is with tight ends, but the talent is just something that uh, we don't really see that often at this well, position. Uh, speaking of tight ends, how about uh, Evan Ingram from Ole Miss running a four four two? Ridiculous! Ridiculous! A tight end doing that? I, I, I mean, there, there's like running backs saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna run like a sub four four five. Like, yeah, good for you if you could do that. But <laughs> a tight end doing that? Oh man! Didn't Fournette say he was gonna run like a sub, sub four four? Right? Yeah. yeah. Sub four four. Oops. Uh, Two hundred forty pounds. Again, it's it's a combine. We we have all watched Fournette, and he's I I don't want to say like oh he's a lock to be like the next great running back. We've all been there. I thought Trent Richardson was going to be the next great one. But Fournette, he looks he looks like he's going to be like uh, almost a sure thing coming out. I think starting from same grade somewhere to AP when he came out. Yeah, we got to worry about the ankle issue. I think a little bit though with Fournette. That's really like my only concern with him. Um, I I think Dalvin Cook's gonna be really good too. I hope he goes to a, a good team, right Just a system. A lot of off the field issues. A lot of off the field yeah. issues, and uh, I I think he's got uh, some sh- uh, shoulder issues. If he I'm does. not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one thing I read about Dalvin Cook, I think um, I, one of the off field issues was I think he was. I I mean I don't want to like say it and like. You know, it, so just say allegedly, and then yeah, and then you know, it's you're fine. anything. But I'm almost positive I read something like Dalvin Cook, allegedly, he, yeah, allegedly had um, like almost like a uh, he had fights with like dogs or something like oh that. He had God. like a Michael Vick kind of thing. Jesus. I don't think he got found guilty. I, I think he was just associated with it. I don't think he allegedly actually, associated. Yeah, with Yeah, that's the thing. But like that's I've gonna come never up. Never heard interviews. that, but wow, that's. Um, if we're talking well, allegedly for Dalvin Cook, I read reports that uh, in high school he used to bring firearms to class. Oh, okay. And during yeah. the pep rally, one of the, it went off one time, and uh, he got acquitted. So uh, uh, I guess well, yeah, that someone made his case. Someone shown well, a little too much school spirit, but you know yes. he's, he's a guy's guy, and uh, you know he'll do anything for his team. So there you go. Hey, he supports. I wish I had that much school spirit. There you go. <laughs> He's a guy you want in your foxhole. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but um, all right, yeah. But we were just saying, uh, Evan Ingram, four four two. We're doing combine stuff. Um, is there like? Do you guys think that there's like a guy who, from this combine day, like definitely like increase their stock, decrease their stock? I mean, I I hate saying it. Yeah. Because, like I don't like the whole. It take a few hours in like a field. And, with well, I mean, I, I think I think the one that we can say uh, hurt his stock because you know he didn't do anything and he got sent home is Ruben Foster. He's um, been plummeting on a lot yeah. of drafts. Yeah, I'm so good. Well, did, be, did you guys for the Giants at 23? He if might the, be there. If, the, if Ruben Foster's there at for the Giants at 23 and they take him, I'm throwing a party a la Mitchapalooza style from old school yeah. or Project X. I'm throwing a banger. Well, did you I'm guys Frank hear? Tank. I'm Frank the Tank. Go ahead. <laughs> did you guys hear why Ruben Foster got sent home? Yeah, he, he got, got into an argument with, an, with a doctor. I, I, yeah, I, I, apparently I, I, they were taken forever at uh, at the hospitals. Too. Yeah, I, I was reading a uh, lot of players were getting Robert frustrated Klemko with Robert Klemko from uh, the Monday Morning Quarterback. He he gave out a few details on Twitter today, and he said they were taken forever on the line in the hospital or whatever. And Ruben Foster pulled the like whole, "Oh, do you know who I am?" Like. So he tried like uh, the line a little whose bit. Whose man's is this? And then uh, one, uh, one of the male nurses, Merce. Said, yeah, the, Merce, Thank you. He he wasn't having any of it, so he was just like, "Oh, well, you just gotta wait your time." 
you know, typical, like, Murph stuff, quote-unquote. Yeah, of course. And uh, Reuben Foster just wasn't having any of hit, like, the uh, the Mercer's thing. He was just saying, like, you know, like, you want to go at it? And they, oh, they got, they got like, chest to chest, and they almost went out of it. Well, I would like to see... Uh, could you imagine what this that? male, what what this male nurse Foster. looks like? Well, I want to know what this oh, guy man. looks like, where he thinks he, he could, could like, like step five, up. Six hundred twenty pounds. My little or little like little Italian eight. guy. Yeah, Ruben Foster would break that guy in half. Well, I you, actually you just assume. Yeah. Don't assume anything here. He could have been a big guy. <laughs> that is true. He could have been a huge. Oh, no, I'm saying I, there I, are I, mercies. I'm the assumption where he's a short guy. Ruben Foster would take that guy I would and break him over his knee like Bane did to Batman. I'm not going to assume he's like six six and like three hundred, but. He did. Yeah, doesn't matter. Well, in this case, if the Giants were to get the Bane, I'm not going to say, <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. I want him. Oh, <laughs> my God. Means it's villain. Yeah, there you that go. is true. And, uh, I mean, this could be the one year that the Giants go against everything that they believe in and have done and take a linebacker in the first round. We said that last year, and I th- I'm like, I could say with almost complete certainty that they were going to take Leonard Floyd until the Bears leapfrogged him, and then they took Eli Apple, of course. Uh, I think last year would have broken the mold there. And I think if Reuben Foster's there, it would be foolish of them not to take him. I think if Reuben Foster's there and the Giants pass up on him, I think Jerry Reese has a serious um, scouting issue. Because if you say, like, yeah, we're not going to take Reuben Foster just because he got into a little confrontation with a male nurse, I think that's ridiculous. I think... Talent-wise, um, no, no one's going to be better at 24 than Ruben Foster. They kept Josh Brown on the roster. Yeah. After everything that was going on. And I don't think character issues and he's are a, a problem. He's a kicker. So I guess, you know, the past year with the Giants and the Yankees, I don't think we have to worry about them, you know, really taking uh, too much stock into character issues because apparently they, they don't care about that. Yeah, well, New York sports. Yeah, New uh, York sports. Uh, lesson and a curse. Predominantly a curse, though. Yeah, no kidding. Well, um, yeah. Well, what we were saying about the Giants before, um, there's a lot of. I feel like we, I've seen a lot of tight end at 23 for the Giants. I've, I've seen, seen Watson a lot. Yeah, that's the other thing. I've seen Watson a few times. I was. Uh, you gotta keep your books open and, at this point. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was there. If, on his, if Watson was at 23 yeah. and they were to take him, I wouldn't hate it. And I would actually like it a lot because I'm a big Watson guy. Um, he's my QB it, it too. It depends who's on the board, though. I think it, that's that's, what it that's is. true. Because if true. Ruben Foster's yeah, on the board and they, and they take the Sean Watson, I think Jerry Reese is insane. Yeah. But I I do think they're going to take a quarterback at some point this year. I mean, Jerry Reese said at the end of the year, uh, you know, Eli's on the back nine of his career. they got to start looking towards a quarterback. Um, so I do see them taking one. It's just where in the draft are they going to take one? Is it going to be the first round, the second round, or is it going to be like the fourth, the fifth? Again, not like the that. draft to really look Exactly, but Eli's 36 years old and he's coming off a bad season. Well, there's, um, I, I feel like the whole, like, yeah, we understand the quarterback class, not great. Like, if you want a franchise quarterback, this isn't the draft. But if, like, you want maybe, like, a project, maybe take a guy, like, a few years in, and then develop him a little bit under someone. This isn't the worst you have to do it because you have Patty Mahomes. Yeah, like Patty Mahomes. He I'm, can I'm do not it. that I'm saying I think he could be there in later rounds, but like guys like maybe like Nathan Peterman um, or Brad Kaya. I saw them both. Brad uh, Kaya, definitely. Art, yeah. Art Stapleton, who covers the Giants, was saying today those were two guys to keep an eye on because they had the best footwork apparently today at the combine, and yeah. McAdoo like really values the guys who have great footwork. Uh, one, one guy, He's a, uh, Rex Ryan, if you will. With the footwork. 
Oh yeah, ah. <laughs> sexy Rexy. Yes. <laughs> well, the one guy I'm uh, I'm really intrigued about. I've heard a lot of good things about lately. Um, he he's really like uh, risen a lot on a lot of big boards lately. Is uh, Gerard Evans from Virginia Tech? He, he I feel like you know no one was really talking about him a, a few months ago, but. You know, you watch a little game film on him, and there's a little bit to like. I mean, he had a nice little weapon with Isaiah Ford at Virginia Tech, but he, he's got a, he's got a nice. Uh, a lot of people in the NFL like they love their quote unquote quarterback bodies. Like that even matters. Yeah. Like look at Drew Brees and Russell Wilson; they're six feet tall, if that. I saw something that uh, the other day. I read that Hugh Jackson has a cutoff with height. Are you kidding? It's me? six two or higher, um, and like then. That's your guy at quarterback. If you're under six six foot two, he will not take you. Um, so he'd rather have Brock over Drew Brees, then. Correct. All right. Good. Correct. Good, 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 good log. thinking. I like that. That's uh, that's Browns thinking right there. Yeah. That's, that's one in fifteen thinking. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's one in fifteen thinking. That's like, oh yeah, we're gonna have a top five pick every single year thinking. But um, you know, Unless good, good for Hugh Jackson. Yeah. I mean, like that. Put uh, your foot down. And, and, you know. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, what uh, I just want to get a quick opinion. Uh, if if he's there, maybe like the sixth, seventh round, um, you know, for the, uh, for Giants, they could certainly use maybe a backup quarterback to maybe develop under Eli. Well, Eli's the only for the one. Jets. They could use anyone with you know like an post, arm. Yeah, anyone with an arm and like with you know the, the beating heart. Well, the Giants uh, currently the only quarterback they have on the roster is Eli. Matt. Yeah. So and uh, you know they had um, Jackson who. You know, it was like the third string, and he's gone. Yeah, we don't. Have and then Nassib is coming off surgery, and he, he might not even be able to uh, throw. Well, what I was, what I was wondering is, uh, what's your opinion on Chad Kelly? If he's there in like the Ooh. sixth round, okay. seventh I'm round, I'm a big Chad Kelly guy. Actually. I think he that he has, has the New York fascinating contest. Oh man, he would thrive. You, in you New talk York. about off the field issues. That's Chad Kelly in a nutshell. Um, well, he he like DMs. Uh, he can leave for all the time. Hey, shoot and good shoot. taste up. Yeah, he's got oh, good for sure. taste. I'm not gonna. Sure. I'm not gonna beat a man on that. He uh, he knows how to pick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a little bit of a basket case, I guess, if you will. And I don't know. I mean, we we're just talking about character issues. And I guess the Giants don't care about it anymore, but they kind of. Do I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a guy that they would take. Um, they're pretty stubborn when it comes to that kind of stuff. Didn't he go on the field of his brother's football game? And like, yeah, didn't he fight a ref? Yeah, he, he got into like the little brawl or whatever, and like <sighs> yeah, that's nuts. I, I don't there, think he's a Giants guy. But if it's in the sixth or seventh round, like I don't care who they take. If it's anybody with like the upside, sure, it's worth it. I mean, Chad Kelly. I mean, I, he's got it, a pretty good resume. He's got. A, first of all, I don't like going off single games, but Chad Kelly, he can actually say to people. He did beat Alabama twice. He did, and he 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 stuck into the game this past season. And I I mean I don't I can't off the top of my head I don't remember the exact score, but I mean Ole Miss that was a close game. Yeah. Well, by Bama standards, it was a close game. I actually think Bama pulled away towards the end, and uh, I think that was, was up was big Bama. at one point, and then Ole Miss they uh, it, it got a little crazy at the end. And uh, it, it was probably a little closer than it well, looked. Well, it was normal Bama game. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. It wasn't, but still, it wasn't Chad a Kelly. Point blow out, but. He had, he had uh, the one, I think he had four touchdowns against Bama one year and maybe three touchdowns the other year. So two starts against a Bama defense with Nick Sabrin. And you're putting, uh, I, I think both games were over 300 yards. I mean, that's nothing, uh, that's nothing to sneeze at right there. I think that's pretty impressive. And... 
with, with the arm he has, and you know he has his, the resume with beating Bama, and you know he, he's not a bad quarterback. So if he's there, like you would just basically have to be one of those like handshake agreements before you draft him, where it's like you gotta you know play by our rules and yeah. stay in line, or else you know you're gone. Um, I think he's definitely going to be an interesting. Even if he doesn't get drafted, it's going to be really interesting to see where he signs with and yeah. who he backs up and that kind of thing. Because he can go into one of those situations on like a bad team, and then the quarterback gets hurt. You know, they have like a Brian Horry, let's say, like wherever he goes next year, or like let's say the Texans sign him, and then you know, Osweiler's not very good. So then they really? bench him one Damn game. Man. This is news. To <laughs> me. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Um, where do we see Jonathan Allen going? Because he's he's that's a guy whose uh, stock has has fallen. Okay, in so memory. I think Jonathan Allen, and there are people saying like, oh, that's like probably. Like he was the, a consensus number two for a while. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he was pretty much, like, the second pick on everyone's mock and, like, the number third overall behind Garrett and Fournette on, like, a lot of big boards. Well, Allen, he had he has these shoulder issues, which, I mean, I would have never have guessed that over watching any <laughs> game that Bama played last year. And, I, I mean, I've seen, like, some mocks that have Allen going in, like, the eight or nine range, which I think is crazy. I think... If Jonathan Allen, I mean, if I were the Jets too, like you trade, if you trade Sheldon Richardson, Jonathan Allen, that's still there? literally like the one position I don't think the Jets really need to. Well, I would only do that if Sheldon Richardson got traded. That's, I think. I, well, I think he does get traded. I, he's 100 going to get traded. Yeah. He's 100 going to get traded. But still, even then, you still got you got my boy Big Cat, got Big Mo, got Steve McLendon. Like I, he got Big Mo coming off a terrible year. But he, he was banged up. He was recovering from pretty serious like he's, surgery. Yeah, and you know he's recovering from getting a big paycheck and having a lot of fun with that. I mean, he was also like he was. I think his uh, pro football. Oh football man, was it the forties? It was like like forty four or something like that. Let's give him a break, guys. Right. Everyone okay. has a bad okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, so he had a forty four rating on Pro Football Focus. And you know who else had a, maybe a, a little bit higher? Eric Flowers. There you go. Look at that. That's a guy's guy. And with with Flowers... Um, so Eric Flowers better than Mo Williams? Or Mo Workson, I'm sorry. You're going on record to say that? Uh, I'm at... <laughs> yeah, all right. Put I'm, it down on the table. Let's I'm sit. Saying, put I'm put your saying, chips in the middle. Let's I'm sit. saying this past season, I'm saying Mo Wilkerson was that bad. Well, yeah. No, I, he had a garbage he, season. No, he was that bad. I think bad. anyone with eyes could tell you he had a garbage season. He, but, there was, if I was a, if I was a, uh, a quarterback and I saw Mo Wilkerson on that line, I'd be like, you know what? He is not getting me whatsoever. He, it's Mo he was rushed back from major surgery. He oh. fractured his fibula right, well, week bro- seventeen. But he had a good week one against the Bengals. Okay, he, he did well, have a good everyone week one. Everyone on that D line had a great week one. I think they finished him with seven and a half sacks. But still, if you're gonna say okay, he was coming off surgery, then how can he have a, such a good game against the Bengals? Wear and, and then tear. It, from. He never left the weeks field. Weeks two to seventeen, he, he was, never left. The he was invisible. Their Jets were playing with ten players with Mo Wilkerson on the field. All right, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys heard it here first. Uh, according to Joe Golding, Eric Flowers is the best player in the NFL. Um, so, I, I did not say that. Uh, you, okay. It's starting to sound like it, that. It's recorded. I said he had a better year than Mo Wilkerson. I, it, I, you said, and I could bring. I, did, it, I had a better I could, year than Mo I could backtrack it. You said he's the best player you ever seen play the game of football. Uh, it doesn't even show up. <laughs> okay, so I heard remind you of a little bit. Of Orlando Pace. Yeah, you I, did I actually. Think, you did I say that. that came you said you would take a bullet for Eric Flowers, Eric Tulips. I think um, you guys are brain dead. 
Golden's go-to who's your, guy. Who's your safety? Because I know we have actually okay. like different. Uh, this is. I think this we is disagree really a little fun. bit here. So I think I don't think it's a one and two. I think it's a one and a one. And. Yeah, no. It's, it's, it's I think be. it's more it's, dependent. If you need an in-the-box safety, you take Jamal Adams. You don't even think twice about it. But if you need like that center fielder, you take a Malik Hooker. Personally, if we're not even talking about like need and just who's the best player available, I would say I would take Malik Hooker. And it's it's really it's Who my do you hair. Love? Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. That's the comparisons I've been yeah. seeing for both these guys. I, I don't think you can go Malik wrong Hooker with to Earl. One, obviously, I see Same comparisons to, to Malik Hooker as an Ed Reed and a Jamal Adams to Sean Taylor. Ooh. So if if you want, that is true. So you really can't go wrong either way. Yeah, Matt Miller said like that's the closest to Sean Taylor he's ever seen, um, and he didn't think he'd ever like give out that comp, which is. Uh, I mean, that's pretty pretty, pretty, right pretty crazy. Um, but I mean, I, you have Adams. As you yeah, know, I, I like uh, Adams a little safety. bit better. Dude, what, what do you have as? Do you like Hooker? Or I'm a Hooker guy. You are a Hooker yeah, guy. I, I like Hooker. I. Uh, yeah, you should watch uh, out. They can bust you in a few states for that. Yeah, you can. We're just looking out for you, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I've recently just had to go through a couple seasons with Calvin Pryor, and he's a hard hitting safety. And I want to take a step back. I want someone who actually can knows how to cover. And Calvin Pryor, he looks lost in the field. And there was actually a lot of times watching Calvin Pryor where he was hitting people. And I was like, oh my god, like this guy might be dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's but he got the 15 yard flag coming at him. He has, like that, he he has, has that one totally play out of game. position, but he has that hey. one play game where like, oh man, like this guy, he he can really hit people. And then there's another play of the game where like his Marquise, but uh, Marquise and Goodwin, you're just looking like Reeves and Calvin play? Pryor. Yeah. I mean, you can uh, say that about all the Jets secondary. Like, realistically, like, it is that was not crazy good. how much changes in a year. Because yeah. it was basically last year, it was like, all right, well, this team's pretty good. You know, they just addressed, like, the linebacker in, in the draft. And it's yeah, basically... Yeah, yeah. started off pretty hot. Then yeah, fell off. Came a little bit... Uh, came, back, came down to earth. But then yeah. it was basically just, like, all they had to do was bring back Fitch Magic, and that would be it. I mean, they were on the cusp yeah. of a playoff run the year before. They just missed the playoffs. And then you have this dumpster fire of a season, and it's like oh, basically man. everything that could have went wrong went wrong. When it rains, it pours. And I think the only bright spot you can say was Leonard Williams. Now there was a couple bright spots I would say. I didn't see anyone really. Robbie Anderson. Robbie I think, Anderson really, like really showed his uh, showed his grit. Mm, yeah. So yeah. Uh, other than that, though. Speaking of grit, I've been uh, searching. I mean, I've been searching. Sorry to interrupt you. Up good, and down good, these uh, these combine numbers. And I'm seeing uh, bench press, 40, uh, vertical. I'm not seeing anything for heart um, and effort, especially. See, yeah. that, that speaks I, to me because if they don't have the heart and if they're not testing heart, I don't even think I want to draft anyone. I would trade all my picks away because yeah, they're not even testing it's, heart. It's That's not, why I think Russell Wilson should go down as the best quarterback. It's why the or best NFL picks. player of all time. He's also uh, the best guy to ever cure his concussions with water. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty impressive. Good yeah. for him. He's, yeah. he's got it all figured out, but uh, apparently uh, the NFL doesn't. I've had concussions before. Water's really never done it for me, but hey. Hey, he's got his special Russell Wilson water. Yeah, okay. I guess it's what happens when you're a uh, millionaire and married to uh, Sierra. So. Yeah, there you go. I guess life's good. There you go. Um, so, sticking with the secondary, who do you guys like at corner? Um, corner, I Ooh, think... I this think, is like the best corner draft. Dante, I think the two of us were pretty sold on uh, yep. our cornerback one. And we yeah. have Marshawn Lattimore at uh, QB, uh, CB1. Uh, I like... I do. I right, think Lattimore's good. One? Um, 
He has the potential. He's still a little bit raw. He's only really has one season, 12 games under his belt. But his uh, his catch-up speed, I've never seen anything like that before. He has he can run with anybody. I've actually seen plays where he has been beaten. And he catches up the last second, tips the ball, he's, he's intercepts fast. it. He, he has great play awareness, too. He, uh, there's been a couple of his interceptions where he just read the quarterback's eyes. Jumped the route. The receiver was nowhere even in sight. Yeah. He read the quarterback size better than the receiver did. So He's crazy good. I like him. I know uh, Matt Miller's a big Quincy Wilson guy. Yeah, he... Yeah, I, the, the I Florida think, boys. Yeah. Either or. I, yeah. I like both of them. I uh, I personally have... Uh, I have Quincy Wilson as my... Um, he's my third cornerback for this class. And I... Yeah, I, I mean, too? No, I have Sidney Jones at two. Sidney Jones? I think Sidney right. Jones is... Everyone talks about like the big, like Big Ten and uh, Ooh, Washington. SEC. Man, Washington's defense, unbelievable. That's it. Dude, Buda Baker in the backfield. I actually back. speaking of Buda Baker, like I know we're on cornerbacks right now, but I have Buda Baker above uh, Jabril Peppers. Really? Wow. Well, I do. Jabril Peppers criminally uh, overrated. I think. Get, I think people are starting to realize NFL that. Exactly what he thinks. You're getting 32 different answers. Yeah. It's no one knows what that yeah. guy's gonna do. I mean, he could end up having like an All Pro career, but he could also be like just a huge bust I mean I, I'm, I'm pretty happy that <laughs> he can end up on like offense and exactly up. and I'm happy that uh, you know teams are starting to realize and so are scouts you know like he's not in that top five because there was people that was like oh yeah Peppers might go one like early yeah. in the season it was just like oh my god are you uh, serious maybe not one but I, I do actually recall there was some box that said like yeah Peppers is like a top five pick and I mean in past drafts if you're taking a safety, which I think Peppers is, I think he's a safety. See, the problem is though, he has one career interception at Michigan. Well, that's the other. Didn't that not come till like one of the last games? Came of the out of State. Yeah. That's crazy. He like there was no forced fumbles, there was no interceptions, there was no turnovers from Jabril. Just Peppers. crazy athleticism, and I think that's what everyone agrees on. But that's really it. And uh, I don't know. There's there's a lot of things where. Um, I mean, he thinks like he has like the uh, like the speed to be like a, uh, a cornerback. Like he thinks like he could be a linebacker. I think he's probably best suited as. Uh, he's not a linebacker. No, he's, he's like oh, Deion Buchanan. Actually, I don't know. No, no. Deion Buchanan is a few inches taller, and he's 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 a lot thicker than Jabril Peppers. I think Jabril oh, Peppers is like a center fielder. He's thick. <laughs> he's thick. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, fat man. Maybe I am. <laughs> what do you want to know about it, though? No, nah, I, I agree. I think he's a safety. I I, I, I don't know how good of a safety he'll be. See, like the thing is, I just he's, I not, don't he's know. not fast enough to be a corner. He's no. Turning if you get him turned around, you're gonna beat him like really badly. You're gonna I just burn him. Don't know. Ah, uh, he's such a question mark. I mean, I think Matt Miller has him in the twenties, future like twenty three area on the big board. Real peppers to Pat's thirty two. But if no, I was talking could, big board, if, not mock. But if anyone could figure it out, it'd be Bill Belichick. Yeah, but again, that's that's a tough task for anyone. Even, Big hit to the draft today. To Cars uh, uh, McKinley getting surgery. Ooh, and he's going to be out like four to six months. Yikes! So that'll uh, definitely hurt his uh, his stock. Well, the thing with that is, you could argue that last year, Shaq, Shaq Lawson, though, mm. when he got drafted, he had a shoulder problem too. Yeah, mm. and he got surgery. He didn't even play a game this year, and uh, the, the Bills took him at what? It was, it was like, like ten. 10 11. So, I mean, if you really want an edge rusher, I could see uh, Takaris McKinley going to, like... He, he looks like a Baltimore Raven, to be honest with you. Like, one of those typical, like, 3-4 edge rushers, like, uh, standing up. 
I, I always imagine like that's what like a Baltimore Raven like outside linebacker is like a Terrell Suggs. Yeah, like it's one the of the yeah. Baltimore that's what I mean. There. Just a get after the quarterback. That that always meant like a lot of sense to me uh, with the Ravens. Um, I mean they I could also go a lot of Dolphins. They they're in desperate need for pass rushing. Yeah, I mean especially I mean um, maybe it'll take like Taco Charlton or something like that. It would make a lot it of could. sense. There's a lot of people that are really high on Taco Charlton. They don't see him getting past like 15 or so. Wow. But uh, I mean, the Dolphins. Cameron Wake's like 34. He's got a nice extension though. So yeah, for, even though we still had like two years left on his contract. Uh, hey. uh, I mean, Dolphins. Don't doubt Tannenbaum. So don't, don't doubt Tannenbaum. Or Tannehill. Yeah, Tannehill. Tannenbaum is phenomenal. Yeah. Quote unquote phenomenal. Let's go with that. I don't know. A lot, of, a lot of breaking news here. So, Ryan Tannehill's the best quarterback in the, the NFL. Actually, I think he's back on Matt Morris. He had Ooh, okay. reason why I said oh, it. Speaking of concussion, that, 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 that guy. Came back in two plays later. Like, I think never one happened. play later. I, I seriously think it was, he missed one play and then he came back in. And he was concussed. And then they came out and said, like, yeah, like we did a bad job in assessing that. Like, yeah, but, I mean, TJ Yates. You saw TJ Yates running onto the field in a playoff game. Yeah, it's like, oh, God. I would look the other way, too. I'm <laughs> Matt, not come, gonna, on, come on, come on. I'm not going to put my hat on the Drink this water, drink this water. Where's Russell Wilson when you need him? Yeah, and then Roger Goodell just like, oh, we don't have enough information to really make a good call on whether or not he's concussed. Like, oh, no. he We saw him get hit. He was concussed. <sighs> yeah, that was, uh, was a good hit, though. We were watching that well, at the house, and I remember the second he got hit, like, we all stood up and we were just, like, screaming, like, oh, my God, I think he's dead. Like, I think we just watched murder. Like, oh, my God. And then he came back in. We are sitting there saying, like, all right, we're waiting for, like, he's, he's concussed, like, he's out for the rest of the game. And then we see him run back onto the field, like, you know, all gingerly, like, uh, running in circles. Like, oh, God, this guy has no idea where he is. Um. Well, the thing with, um, the thing with edge rushers, like, I really like Tack McKinley a lot, but it's a pretty good edge class that they have right here. I mean, obviously, like... Especially, like, the latter of the, or the end of the first round. Like, so there's, like, like, a few guys you can get there. I think, like, the clear-cut uh, two, the two best are Miles Garrett and Solomon Thomas. Yeah, I think for sure. Getting those two... Solomon just, skyrocketed in the past few yeah, weeks. Yeah, no, he's... He's really good. I remember yeah, I, watched, good, I was watching film with him, like, uh, like, right before the national championship. Yeah, I remember that. And we sat down and yeah, we filmed that. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was watching. He's well, just... Well, at the freak. time, people were projecting him to go somewhere in, like, the 20s. And I really wanted the Giants to get him. But then, like, he got all this steam and everyone... I mean, I've seen mocks have him going, like, at number three or four. Above Jonathan Allen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen that, too. I mean, so... Matt I, Miller's I mean, latest uh, big board has him above Jonathan Allen. About yeah. one spot. He has him, uh, Salma Thomas at six, and then Jonathan Allen at seven. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, then again, I mean, if you miss out on one of those, like, you got... I mean, like we said before, Taco Charlton, there's a Derek Barnett, Tim Williams, like we said. Yeah. A Charles Harris, Ryan Who's Anderson, McDowell? Joe Mathis. That's a lot you can get. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty deep, like... I, I can see, like, uh, if you want an edge rusher in maybe, like, the third round, you can uh, you get, like, a DeMarcus Walker or so. And if you really want to take a, a really big flyer, a guy from Louisville, Devontae Fields, he's got a lot of off-the-field issues. He's, like, I've seen he's, like, a top 60 talent, but he's just a little, uh, you know, he... He has uh, he has his demons or so. Yeah. And uh, there's a, some people that say he's going undrafted or, like, in the seventh round. 
That's crazy. And, I mean, if you get a guy like that, and, like, he gets his head on his shoulders like yeah, that. That's like, uh, remember when Vontae's perfect got drafted, and I was... I remember Undrafted. I was, yeah, true. I was, I don't know, I thought, and yeah, no, you're right. Undrafted, yeah. I, I was sitting we, at my we dad's house, and I was, because he was projected to go to the Giants in the first round, um, like, leading up to the draft. He was a first-round talent at Arizona State, and then... Uh, he just kept falling because of the off the field issues. And I remember texting you, Golding, and I was like, "Dude, like I would love to have this guy." We I mean, he's that guy. a nutcase. He's he, actually he, probably he's gotten worse since going to the NFL. He's, yeah, he's been he he's like, been awful. That's a scary guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he's, man. he's a basket case, but man, he could ball out. He's yeah, really when good. he played against the Steelers a couple of years ago in the playoffs, that oh, was like an LC type performance, man. After yeah. that game, him and uh, Ryan Shazier, I don't think there's two players in the NFL that I'm more afraid of than those two guys. Ch- just looking at Ryan Shazier, Shazier I- I'm I afraid just talking about him. him. Like, he scares yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, edge class, great. Um, speaking of off-the-field issues, I really want to get your guys' take on oh, Joe Mixon. Uh, this boy. is like the most okay. intriguing player Joe Mixon. Um, so with... Our dynasty league, it's obviously going to be a lot different because we have a, a dynasty football league that we do. And in our draft, I think, Dilly, you said you're going to take him right at the end of the first round. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, pisses me off because I was going to try to get him late. But yeah. I think he's he going to... He has talent. He's got... People say, like, you know... He's, he's a Le'Veon. Yeah. That's uh, the comp that Matt Miller gave to him. Le'Veon Bell is his, as his comp, which is, like, ridiculous. And there's a good chance he goes undrafted. Um there's actually three teams that haven't looked at tape. They said we're not even taking him. Not yeah. even, not even on our board. Yeah. There, there's three teams. So there's 29 teams. Yeah. Right, I mean, rightfully so. There's just, you know, something when something like that happens. If you I don't, don't want to play that guy. But I will say this: when the video came out, everyone was so surprised that like I can't believe like I just saw Joe Mixon knock this woman out. Like that was brutal. When you hear about domestic violence. You gotta assume it's always gonna be like that. I mean, look at the Ray Rice video. Well, that's just as brutal. Thing, I think the, the Ravens are not like they're one of the te- the three teams that are not gonna take same with the Giants yeah, because put the of the Panthers Ray Rice. in there too. Then with the whole Greg Hardy and, and probably the Giants too, just yeah. because Josh Brown. I think also, I mean, when you get it on video, it just puts it in bad, pers- bad, it puts it in perspective you with see people. It. Yeah, you, you see how bad it is. I mean, like Greg Hardy got a job after doing the same thing and then throwing his wife on a, on a bunch of guns and saying, I'm going to kill you. You saw the bruises on her body. Yes. And it then, was terrible. And then he gets employed by the Cowboys. Um, and that obviously didn't really work out the way they hoped. And, you know, you, with that comes the terrible press and everything. And it's it's terrible and all that. Um, and I'll be surprised, to be honest with you, if he even gets drafted. Makes I wouldn't sense. be surprised. I, I don't think there's going to be a There's a very good chance he goes undrafted. Like we just uh, said, Monte's perfect. He went undrafted. And he had a first round grade on him. Talent wise, he was a he had a first round grade. Talent's there. Yeah. Again, this just, video happened. Like, this like this was like two years ago, two three years ago. Yeah, I mean, it still happened. The video just came out. Well, yeah, I it still happened. Re uh, rekindled the flames there a little yeah. bit. But yeah. when it first it came out, Joe Mixon he paid his dues. Yeah. Missed the season. I think he should have been punished more because domestic violence is yeah, no either. joke and that stuff. But again, like. Just the, the video, are, the video puts it, like, into, it, he, puts it like, into perspective. When you hear domestic violence, what do you th- like think happened? Like obviously, like he hit her. Yeah. Like the video, like obviously, there's, there's but. we could just say this. There's been uh, worse in the NFL that guys have gotten away with domestic violence wise than Joe Mixon did. I mean, it was it not trying to you know put it in a positive light in any way. Absolutely, but like like what I said, Greg Hardy was worse and he still got employed. So I mean. He'll, he'll be employed. It's just a matter of where. People and, do 
NFL players are killed. Dude, Tyreek Ty- Tyree Kill, people were protesting the Chiefs after that pick and after they, they got him. Or not the pick, when well, they his, signed him. His girlfriend but, was pregnant, right? Yeah. And, and then... He three go, weeks he, later. Three he, weeks into the season. He balls out and he's... Then the NFL changes their background on the Twitter to a picture of him. So that's just going to show you like what kind of an image bottom they're setting. Bottom line. The, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. That's all, that's all Goodell cares line. about. It's it's the money and it's, you know, the press. And also, you know, they had the ratings down at the time. Yeah. And so I guess that was like the one positive thing. It's like, oh, this guy's balling out and no one really He is he's a much fine player. Though. Oh, is. hell yeah. Uh, I've never seen anybody like Tyreek Hill. Yeah, we just saw, um, someone said today, I think Matt Miller said that uh, John Ross is Tyreek Hill without the off-the-field yeah. stuff. Ooh. That's a crazy good comp. That's sweet. I mean, again, you never it's know. It's been one year, you never know. so we got. I want to see consistently. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, Tyree Kill is just—he's freaking good, man. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. He, he's pretty. He's he's really good. <laughs> and yeah. he can return kicks too. And like, oh god, he just takes it to the house all the time. There are so many plays where it's just like, yeah, like this could very well end up being a touchdown right here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every time he touches the ball, you gotta. <laughs> it's like the OBJ factor, think. pretty much. You gotta think he's all to the races, man. Um, so I can we all agree that like Miles Garrett is number one? Yeah, that there's no debating yeah, that. Yeah, well, um, I mean, so, I guess the only way you can debate it is because the, the Browns, Browns have the yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. well, you just yeah, never okay. know what the hell they're gonna do. Uh, all right, so one of the things I was really interested in is, um, uh, well, I have one, I have one thing to say, but I'll get to that in a little bit. But at number two was San Fran. I feel like San Fran could go so many different ways. Yeah, they get I, I think. I think. Allen. So I saw Solomon Thomas. Yeah, I, I saw Mike Williams to San Fran. Really? Ooh. At one point, he's gonna throw him the ball. Me. Ooh. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. I think with the new GM John Lynch, and then you get Cal Shanahan there. I assume they want their guy to to start the the process with, and they're gonna want a quarterback. I would kind of. I I would, just, I would play the free agent field. This is not the QB draft. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna take Mitch, personally. I mean, but if you play the QB field, who are you gonna get? Mike Glennon? That's not gonna solve your issues. So you might as well just rather sign, wait out sign, there. Yeah, sign uh, a free agent for one year, and then, like as we said before, next year's QB draft class it's on parallel. Sam Sam uh, Darnold. It's. Crazy. He's like, he so, and then, and then they're going to bottom out again. Overall. So they're, they'll have a top you know, five like pick next not, year. It's a terrible team. Even, so they so, can just go defense this year. Yeah, even if they draft Mitch, it's not like they're going to win 10, 11 games. It's, no. They're still going to win it's, three, four, five yeah, games. It's going to be a project. Yeah. And, and Kyle no Shanahan runs a very complex offense. It took Matt Ryan. Two seasons to master the goal. Yeah, but when he mastered it, it, I mean, it looked really good. Yeah. Well, also, he's an established NFL QB. Yeah, he's been in the league for what is this is going to be his ninth, ninth year. year. Drafted 08. Matty Ice, man, he's awesome. Yeah, he's uh, he's real cool. Dill, is there any guy at um? I feel like we never really like went fully into this. Is there like a guy uh, at six that like you want more than ever? Guy at six, I want more than ever. Like, there's a guy you yeah. if they pass up on him or if, if he's not yeah. there, you're, Again, you're I get. I would have to see out. everything. Pele's out because two through five, anything can go. It's like the wild, wild west there. I've seen Ed, literally everybody at different points. I've seen Malik Hooker at two. I've, I've seen Williams at two. I got to see who's there. But if I say I can't miss prospect that I want at six, ooh, really twisting my arm on this one. Hmm. 
Oh, we can we could make it probably a little bit easier for you, actually. Don't you know? We could probably play GMs one through five. Yeah, yeah put GMs one through let's five. Let's just say okay. So let's just say Garrett is off the board at one. So I have the second pick, and I am the 49ers. I take Mitch Trubisky. Don't you? You're at three. Um, I'm gonna take Solomon Thomas. All right. Um, at four. Um. Let's just say I take Jamal Adams at four. Okay, and then five Titans, I'm taking Mike Williams. So there you go. You have Garrett Trubisky, Thomas. Um, Tom, Solomon Thomas, Jamal, Jamal Adams, Adams, Mike Williams. There you go. They're all off the board. And who uh, are you taking? Ooh. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, two. Oh. For Nets enticing, I could pop up. I can play with that a little bit, but I'm probably gonna go back. Uh, Emily Coker. Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore. There you Just go. Got rid of Revis. probably gonna get cut. That means Marcus Williams is my number one. Yes, no thanks. I'm gonna uh, Marshawn Lattimore at six, and hopefully he develops into something special. I, I think he will. Only played 12 games, but goddamn, he put on the display. Yeah. Well, Lat- Lattimore at six would be a great pick, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, I, I, I really, like, I really like that pick as a we saw, I've seen Lattimore a lot to add five to Tennessee. Like, a lot. And Adams, too. I've and seen a lot. Also, if five. I'm taking the offense approach, uh, I might just say screw it. Uh, go for Fournette. Say, oh, actually, no. I'm going to take that back. I'll go with Dalvin Cook at six. Really? Yeah, we West Coast over... offense. Okay. I, I would, you need that. You need to back and catch out of the backfield. Honestly, I mean, I, I, if, I, if I were a Jets fan and if I were going to offense, I would take Fournette. The only reason why I'm hesitant is uh, you got uh, Bilal Powell, who's, he's a, he in doses, damn, he's good. But the, he's never really produced a full season, and I just, that's a big unknown to me. And Matt Forte, old tried and true there. 32 yeah. workhorse. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy if he gives me five games. Yeah. So, um, so uh, I really don't have the time and the patience to do the same thing with the Giants at twenty three. Yeah. So we're not going to do yeah. that. So like, let's just let's just spitball at twenty three. All right. Who you realistically think? We'll say Ruben Foster, Watson. And I'm taking Ruben Foster. If Ruben Foster's there at twenty three, don't think twice about I, it. I wouldn't even blink an eye. In there. Yeah. All right. I, I, they, they don't would. think he's going to be. Ruben Foster's there. off. Um. Is, is O.J. Howard still O.J. Howard's long gone. And Njoku's gone. Uh, yeah, Njoku's gone. Njoku's gone. Wait, uh, you can get so a then, tight so end then, free agency, though. So then what... Yeah, you can bring back Martellus back. Yeah. Uh, he, so he what edge... good in the blue. What, uh, like, edge rushers are there? What linebackers are there? What um, linemen are there? Edge rushers, I'll throw you a favor and give you a is taco. Ramchek there? Taco's taco there? Ramchek's there. there. Taco. I'll, give, I'll throw you Cam. All right, well, I don't want Cam. You could throw it to me, but I'm gonna have to take him. <laughs> um, how about uh, how about like a Derek Barnett? Nah, uh, he's gone. Is Charles Harris still there? Yeah, Charles Harris is yeah. still there, and Taco's there, and the two tight ends are gone. I'm gonna take ta- Taco. I'm probably there. taking Taco. I would take Taco. Yeah. I think he's burrito. He, I don't think he's gonna be there though. At Quesadilla. Honestly. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I feel I, I feel pretty confident in uh, taking Taco there. Just because, like, okay, JPP's like, gone. if JPP, like, He's gone. I don't know what's going to happen with him. Like, he I, could... Uh, you're losing him or Hankins. 
Yeah, yeah I like I love JPP. I don't love him paying like paying him like seventeen million dollars. I don't like. Him. Him, I think that's asinine. I don't like him and Vernon taking up like twenty percent of the team's salary. Like, and I don't ridiculous. like them taking ninety five percent of the snaps on field because they're yeah. gonna break down. I'm like yeah, exactly. Spags, Spags ran them into the ground last year, and yeah, JPP like especially right before he got hurt was playing really well. But he got hurt week thirteen, and he didn't play another game. So uh, that it's kind of like a every year thing now. I mean, he gets hurt a lot. And, you know, I mean, like other than his first couple seasons, it's really... I, the, his rookie season was the anomaly. The, like, yeah. That was his best season. We thought he was going to be, like, a freak, like a stray hand type. And it hasn't worked out. He's been really good. He's athletic as hell. Yeah, he's a great player. But... Yeah, he's a great player. I would say he's... But he's not worth, like, $18 million. No, that's nuts. I would say there's... Defensive end, there's maybe two, three players... With eighteen million, if that. Yeah, and it's uh, one it of would, them, it would basically be you'd have to draft one. You can't go out and get one in free yeah. agency because they're all. Like, yeah, yeah. There's like five cornerstone positions which a team builds around, and that's left tackle, QB, edge rusher, corner. So actually four, not five. Excuse me. Yeah, and receiver. Actually, I was right the first time. I don't know why I'm saying yes myself. <laughs> five. Have some confidence, man. Yeah, you're better than that. Stick yeah. to your guns. Uh, I, have, I have low self-esteem. So I don't know. <laughs> All right. So uh, one of the things I pitched to you, got uh, the two of you before, and I don't know your answers on them at all, is we'll start off with the first one. Is there a player in this class who you are just not as high as everyone else is and you just don't see the hype and you think they're going to get overdrafted and you're just not a fan of them? Yeah. Uh, like basically any quarterback besides well, Mitch. <laughs> But well, no gimmies. Yeah, a non QB. Um, yeah, we, we want challenges here. We don't want like the the layups. Here. The layups, yeah. Uh, Dilly, I'll let you go first. I have to think about this for a sec. Jeez. Oh, all right. Throw me hot potato. There. Hot potato. Uh, a player I'm not too high on. Hmm. Uh, Derek Barnett. I'm really? not too crazy about Derek. He's pretty Barnett. one dimensional. Yeah. Uh, if he's not rushing the passer, he's. Mm. He's not really, He's really not doing too much. Line, yeah. uh, run game, uh, you can throw me out there right now. I got one leg. I could probably do a little bit better on the run defense. It's just, uh, I think he's a situational rusher. I think he'll be all right. He'll, he'll, he'll carve himself out a decent career, but I don't think he's that great in all honesty. I think, for whatever reason, I can see uh, Dante Foreman getting overdrafted. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I, I feel like he'll go second round. Like, early second, though. Or, like... If he goes, like, 45 or something like that, like, okay, like, I could probably get behind that. But, like, if he goes in the first round, like... Man, that, I, that's a little bit of a... That's a that's a little bit of a reach right there. A Jerry reach? A Jerry reach. And for those of you who don't know, a Jerry reach, uh, last year when they took Eli Apple, instead of a Jerry Reese, who's the GM for the Giants, they took... Eli Apple, who went, like, at least 10 spots ahead of where he was. There were some people that had him going in the second round. So, yeah. So now so, uh, we like to refer to these types of things as a Jerry Reach. Yeah. Um, but Foreman, second round, if he goes in, like, the at, anywhere before 40, I'd probably say, like, no. But anything after that, I'm pretty okay with. Um, my player, I feel like we touched on it a little before. And in the beginning of the season, I was pretty certain about them. But the more and more I read about them, I'm just... I don't know about them. Jabril Peppers. Oh, yeah. I uh, thought that was kind of a layup, too. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, is it a layup, though? Yeah. yeah. You think so? Yeah. We just basically said we have no idea what he is. There's people who say, like, you know, if, if he does... Didn't he get, like, Ed Reed comps? I don't know about that. That was at the beginning of the season, I would assume. As the season went on, I, I don't I know. Guess we got I, I think, those. I mean, I'll, I'll just for the sake of the argument, I'll pick another player. But the thing with Peppers is like he just doesn't have that position, you know? Yeah, you have no idea who, what kind of player he's gonna be. Um, I feel like I'm not gonna take offensive tackle because I feel like that's just the easy way. That's even easier than taking quarterback. That's just the cop out. It's just not a good draft for that at all. Not at all. Um, next year though. <sighs> yeah. For offensive linemen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, any, any, literally anything but this year. Yeah. Uh, there might be one that goes in the first round. I would probably, say probably one. Two. Two. You think two are going to go first? Yeah, Ramchek and Al. Hmm. I think Cali. only Ramchek's going to uh, go first. Cam Robinson? Yeah. I, I think Garrett Bowles goes in the Garrett first Bowles, round. I, yeah. He's my uh, number one offensive tackle. Yeah. A lot, I think a lot of other people's. He ran like a 4 nine, seven, 40 yard dash. Yeah. Um, Sub five offensive linemen? Yeah. He actually might be a running back. A four nine seven? That's crazy. Yeah, he's probably, he's probably a running back. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you heard it here first. <laughs> um, all right. So I feel like I'm picking on the school because there's two guys that I feel like I, I I was just never high on the two guys, and they're I don't think they're first round. Uh, I don't think they're going the first round. But the two guys from USC, I don't. I'm not a, a Dory Juju? Jackson Juju fan. I Juju's really gonna don't, get overdrafted. Oh I really God. don't. People think, have him as the third best wide receiver. I in think this that's, he's not even a top ten receiver for me. Top ten, you know, uh, not a top ten. Really? I'm doing crazy. That I, I don't. I'd, think, uh, I'd put him right outside the top what, five. What he's not I, top five. I put him like top eight. Yeah. What did I tell you? Remember the stats I was telling you about? Yeah, no, that's, that's... He no-showed Bama. He no-showed Stanford. I think Oregon, he no-showed. When he's he on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. Okay, but, like, he was on against what, like... Uh, maybe, Garbage like, teams. Utah State or something like that. If they're playing them, yeah, he's going to be on. I would be on if I was playing Utah State. I've uh, seen those hands, absolutely not. All right. Yeah. Which, you're off. You're always <laughs> off. Uh, Joe, always off light switch over here. <laughs> No, but I, I, this is another... Um, I feel like wide receiver is a, a little bit of a slept-on position. I think it's a really deep class. I th- I mean... I don't forget Didi, too. Yeah. I think he's got some... Didi's another... He's not a top-ten guy for me, too. Just because, like, I... I think... I like Didi. I, I, like, I like Didi, Didi a lot. And if, I, if I were able to get him in, like, the fourth or fifth round, I'd be pretty happy about it. But I there's just guys I like better. Um, I think we all agree that Mike Williams and Corey Davis... Are one and two. Uh, yeah, not, that's not even a layup. That's a slam dunk. Yeah, I um, think um, the only thing that I worry about with Corey Davis is just his hands. A lot of drop balls, and then it's just basic, and basically Mike Williams with speed. Yeah, but he still like, okay separates though. You saw the Bama game. He, Dude, uh, he's destructive. He's yeah, his good. hands are phenomenal. He, he makes so some good. ridiculous catches in traffic. Like uh, he was making catches against like Marlon Humphrey, where uh, I think it was the um, on the last drive of the game. The one catch he made, it was in traffic. It was a not the best ball that Watson thrown, but you could say that about a lot of throws that he makes. Mike Williams also bailed Watson out. Him, him and Jordan Leggett. That last drive, definitely. Yeah. Especially, he just threw it at Watson. Um, Williams. Did you say... Yeah. <laughs> who did you have as your uh, wide receiver three? Because you said... Jay Jones. Jones. Zay Jones, okay. Zay Jones, Jones. nice. 
Yeah. Zay Jones, I have met uh, six actually. I, I like, I, Zay, I like Jones. Zay Jones. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't know if he's three. As a Jets fan, I went through this past season where uh, drops very big problem in Zay yeah, Jones. Definitely. Zay Jones, uh, I think he puts a little glue in his gloves that game sometimes. Cause, you guys uh, like Cooper Cup? Dro- Sorry to interrupt you. That's yeah, all right. I was just talking. But it's fine. <laughs> Why do we care, dude? <laughs> well, Cooper Cup, he, he's um, I got him as my uh, wide receiver four. Um, he's you have more over Jones. You have yeah. John Ross three, and then Cooper Cup four. Uh, no, actually, Cooper Cup is five. Oh. Uh, um, I have Cooper Cup at five, Zay Jones at six. I have Mike Williams, Corey Davis, John Ross, Carlos Henderson. Uh, you've been talking, Louisiana you've been talking Tech. About yeah. a lot about him recently. I, I I've been watching a couple of uh, a little bit of film of his, and I, I there's a guy where like there I see a lot of things I like. He's got good hands. He's got um, you know once he makes the catch, like he can either go downfield or he can be like a screen guy or like you catch it and he can just go. He's got I like his speed a lot. I don't know what he ran at the forty today. Um, he's got decent, I like, I like the guy's hands, uh, he looks like, he just looks like, uh, like football one of those, uh, not a football guy, <laughs> he looks like a home run threat, and that's where I was going with that. I mean, this draft, a lot of, a lot of the receivers, you would say, are like over the top earners, home run threats. Well, uh, two guys that I'm fascinated with, that, I don't know if they were actually wide receivers in college, but... Um, Ohio State just doesn't know how to use some receivers. Same thing with Michael Thomas, but Curtis Michael Samuel Thomas and Noah Brown, I, I, they could be like, you could maybe take one of them, you know, maybe third, fourth round or so, and they could just hit the ground running. And I, I think they're really raw, and if, um, you know, they just learn like the rudimentary fundamentals of like the wide receiver position, they could be really interesting. I don't know what you guys think about them. I don't know if you have a high opinion about them. Um, well, I mean, I actually haven't watched Henderson's tape. Um, so I, I, to, I think you're, I'll, I'll show you after we're done with this. I have this. to hop on that. Yeah. Um, so for now, I like Cooper Cup better, but I mean, I obviously verdict's still out because I have to... Uh, There's still a lot little, of little tape more, that we little more homework all to do. Of us have to watch. Yeah. Um, a lot of, lot of guys I have to catch up on, especially in the, the latter rounds of the draft. Yeah. But that's definitely one that I gotta take your word on, and then and watch the uh, the tape on it. You know, uh, gonna go off topic a little bit here. Um, one name that's like really interesting, just because of the last name, is T.J. Watt, and he's actually like graded to go in like the second round, and I think that's rather interesting. And he had a nice season. Um, he did. And I mean, the, yeah, the last with, name is the thing with Watt. Obviously, we all know J.J. <sighs> Big uh, Barstool Sports loves him. Um, he, he's a like a hand in the ground. He can play four three three four. But I've seen TJ Watt. He's like a stand up like um, edge rusher. Yeah, which is well, I never would have expected of like one of the Watt kids just because like they're they're big dudes, mm-hmm. especially like JJ and TJ. He's a big yeah, dude he's, too. He's a freak. But uh, he had great production this year at, at Wisconsin and. I watched a little bit of film with him. I, I I could do a lot more, but he, I, I like the power that he has. He's a, he's a he, really powerful dude. He had a few big games towards the end of the season too. I remember I was watching, and he was just like bulldozing people. And yeah, he was, he was really disruptive uh, for the offensive line. I originally I, thought it was just going to be last name, and that's why he was going to go that. Yeah, high. exactly. But when I watched then, him, I was like, okay, like, yeah, like he's 
He's I got a little something good. here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a very interesting pick uh, in the second day of the draft. Because I assume he's going to go sometime in the early, mid-second round. Something like that, like 45. All right, so we uh, we just touched on TJ Watt. Um, we pretty much hit on everything. So one more thing I just want to ask you guys. Sleepers for this draft, the late-round guys who, you know, they, they don't have the big name or anything like that, and someone that you could think could drop to, like, the fourth, fifth round or so, and you could think they're going to make an impact in the NFL one day. Do you guys have, like, one of those uh, players? I think uh, somebody that um, was... You know, valued very highly until his injury uh, is Jake Butt or Jake Butt. I'm sorry. Uh, we talked about how deep this this tight end draft is, and how, yes, how the class is. But I think, I mean, before his injury, he was right behind OJ Howard as as number two. Uh, it was before people were even really talking about Nujoku. Um, so I think he's somebody that you can get. I mean, I don't know how late he'll go, me like third or fourth round. Um, but I think once he does come back, he can provide a lot of value to an NFL team. Yeah, he um, watching him in Michigan. He was he was fantastic. Like he he had uh, you know fantastic hands. He, he was an excellent route runner. He pr- pretty much do anything in that Michigan offense. Yeah, and he was sure. kind of like the uh, like the safety valve in that offense. So I mean, he's a, he's a terrific player. It's unfortunate he had the ACL tear right at the end of the season. too. Yeah, exactly. And if it wasn't for that, I think he'd be a. a, a Absolute second round pick. Yeah, but with the with the injury, he's probably like maybe third fourth rounder. Um, Dilly, what about you? You got a sleeper? Yeah, um, I'm gonna go to the defensive side okay. of the ball. I'm a big Dylan Donahue guy uh, from West Georgia. I know the powerhouse uh, school itself. <laughs> um, Joku played for the first couple of years, uh, but once he did make that leap into college, like real college football. 30, uh, almost 30 sacks in two years. I think he finished with 26. So he was the Gulf South Conference Defensive Player of the Year his final year there. Uh, finished his senior year, I think, with 13 sacks, maybe 12 and a half. Uh, got a motor. I know... Uh, <laughs> he's a well-oiled machine. <laughs> he is. He, I think he's got a, he's got a coming, uh, Cummings motor under that... Uh, <laughs> does, under that does, does he come with a Hemi? I'm actually kind of interested in that. How often well, uh, that, does that oil get changed in that motor? Because that, that's what I want to know. What's the previous I, I owner doing that? it's supposed to be like, what, every 3,000 miles? Every yeah, 4, I mean, miles? Uh, nowadays you can go like 4,000, depending yeah, on the Yeah, I would the, say the he's... Two five. Ooh. He he's a uh, he's a well old machine. He uh he's a guy's guy. He actually he gets to the quarterback. He's got tenacity. Uh, late round value, fifth sixth round. Uh, he's not going to be a superstar, but he'll uh, just a solid player that you can get. Late yeah, I think like a, I think a good rotational player. Uh, he's uh he's the real deal in my opinion. What the about well you, old machine? Well, I'm glad that um, you know he has a horsepower and he has a lot of it. But uh, my guy is uh, I like this uh, KD Cannon from Baylor. He had a nice little pro day today. I think he ran a four four two forty today. Um, I mean Baylor. Obviously, we're not gonna touch too much. Let, into let, the, let's uh, yeah. Let's leave that by itself. Um, Next topic for another day. But, <laughs> but this uh, this past year, he was a, a Bolitnikov finalist for the best receiver in the nation. He finished up with 87 catches, uh, 12.50 in receiving yards, 1,215 yards, uh, 13 touchdowns. He's I, I think he's a great route runner. I'm really intrigued. He's got some nice speed too, obviously with the 4.42. I I don't with the uh, with this wide receiver class how deep it is. I could see him falling late into the draft. Maybe like a fifth round pick or so, 
and he, he could be like a nice impact guy with his route running and his speed. Uh, he, he, I, he's really fascinating to me, and he could be a really nice deep sleeper into this draft. We've, we've talked about how deep this draft is, and I just can't wait to see um, the guys that obviously go in the later rounds. And usually, I mean, you don't see a whole lot of you know impact talent go that late, but I yeah. think with this draft, you can definitely take flyers on a lot of different guys, and there's a lot of high upside that you can get late in the draft, and I think it's going to be really exciting to see. All right, um, I think we pretty much touched on everything that we wanted to do pretty much hit today uh if you guys don't have anything else i think it's about that time to um wrap this sign up off and... maybe uh throw a couple shameless plugs into there yeah of course uh like us on itunes we are part uh we said in the beginning of the show of the sports blog new york network that's sportsblognewyork.com you can uh follow them on twitter as well at sport blog nyc that's at sport blog nyc uh, again it's the sports blog new york channel um, yeah, so, I mean, I hope you guys like the show. We touched up a lot of the draft. We're going to touch up a lot, not just the draft. I'm sure we'll do this again with Dilly. Uh-huh. He's a nice special guest. Yeah, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be coming other, on. And other NFL shows, too. And, and most, NBA. And, most likely NBA. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll Especially do, NHL, though. I'm a big hockey yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, big hockey guy. We'll, we'll pretty much touch up on everything. Um, if you guys have anything else to say. No, that's it. Uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll be back in a few days to uh, deliver our hot takes. All right. Well, enjoy.